so welcome everybody sorry for the glitch uh, we are continuing our study of the mundaka upanishad and we will be looking into the verses that deal with atma for the past few weeks we have had a detailed study of the nature of atma and the upanishads give a beautiful uh explanation of how <clears throat> the jivatma and the paramatma coexist within each other and the jivatma which is an apparent entity it's not the real entity in terms of the absolute truth it is only an apparent entity why we call it as an apparent entity is because it gets its absoluteness its reality from paramatma alone so this way the rigveda samhita has two portions which speak of the the uh, example of the tree in which the higher tree i mean at the higher place the golden bird sits and the lower place the bird that is constantly feeding on the worldly experiences involves itself self in pleasure and pain the rigveda samhita has both the mundaka upanishad and the shvetashvatara upanishad which speak of these two birds and this way the upanishad has been teaching us or has been trying to explain to us a very important uh, teaching and that is that essentially essentially we are paramatma in the sense not that the paramatma that is a powerful being which controls this universe but the core substratum that paramatma is which is consciousness that which makes us feel like we are a separate entity is called the jivatma tattva and this teaching is one of the most profound teachings of the upanishads where they declare to us that there is absolutely no difference between the two but as if in an ocean you have whirlpools that go on spinning and creating a a a depth in the ocean which makes it feel like there are separations within the ocean like that the desires the emotions the thoughts that create that are created in the ocean of consciousness makes it feel like there are different jivas in this existence but the upanishad tries to bring in the fact that the more the bird goes closer and closer to the paramatma the more it sees that it has also a state that is free from any of these individualities free from any of the burdens of the mind or thought it starts to see that the glow of the paramatma becomes its glow and gradually it goes closer and closer and sees that there is no difference whatsoever but to to understand that the upanishads have been trying to break our model of individuality and mundaka upanishad has been doing this that you we have to break down the idea that we are individuals the in in the in the gita krishna uh, in the 12th chapter says that uh, the difficulties for a jivatma to give up an individuality and to understand its impersonal nature is very difficult and that is why the jivatma tries to approach 
the impersonal reality with the idea of form with the idea of love and this in its seed form has been found throughout the upanishads where the upanishads constantly keep telling us to think about the atma to be devoted to the atma so this kind of a devotion this kind of an association to it takes us closer and closer to the to that ultimate reality so with this little introduction which i had to make it quick because of the glitch we had which i apologize i will uh, uh, request aurobind ji to begin the session but before that just a few uh, notes of uh, uh, some uh, things that we want to say one thing is that uh, after this teaching will be over and the explanations will be over we will conduct the room for question and answers particularly regarding this subject with aurobind ji and after that we'll be opening another room uh, in under jataveda called life and beyond and you can join there and there you can discuss and give your views because this room will be kept for replay for other people who were not able to attend this session and will hear it later so i request all of you to come up and only stick to the questions and uh, not about how you think about reality that will have an extra space which we will be giving in life and beyond so with this little introduction i request aurobind ji to please uh, commence with the session thank you thank you prasad thank you for the introduction om namo brahma divyo brahma vidya sampradaya kartrubyo vamsha rishibyo mahadyo namo gurubhyah shankaram shankaraacharyam keshavam padarayanam सूत्रवाशिकृतौ वंदे भगवंतौ पुनः पुनः ईश्वरो गुरुरात्मेति मूर्तिभेद विभागिने व्योमवद्व्याप्तदेहाय दक्षिणामूर्तये नमः ओम तत्सत्श्रीगुरुभ्यो नमः इन द कंटिन्यूएशन ऑफ आवर डिस्कशन ऑन द वेरियस मंत्रास ऑफ मुंटकोपनिषद वर द whole treatise started with shaunaka the mahashala or the great karmakandin asking the his master angiras kasminnu bhagavo bram kasminnu bhagavo vidyate sarvamidam vidyatam bhavati in which knowledge is residing the knowledge of everything and the entire upanishad is an answer towards that and we are almost getting the last pada of the third muntaka where it is going to be discussing on the final aspects of instruction plus part of a halashruti also is included in it to just recap what was the last three mantras of the previous pada so that we have a continuity the eighth mantra said na chakshusha grihyate nabi vacha न अन्यै देवा तपसा कर्मणावा ज्ञान प्रसादेन विशुद्ध सत्वा ततस्तु तं पृष्यन्ति निष्कलं ध्यायमानः सो व्हाट डस इट से न चक्षुषा गृह्यते नाइदर कैन द आई कैन ग्रास्प दिस रियलिटी व्हिच इज बीइंग टोल्ड टिल नाउ नॉर बाय द वर्ड्स नापि वाचा न अन्यै देवा deva here means it's the sense organs it is referring to anya deva means after having told about the eyes and the ears the anya deva means 
the other forms of sense organs, both sense organs of the organs of knowledge and organs of action. Tapasa karmanava. Neither doing the severe austerities like Krishnam Chandra number, which are you know, you know, torturing the body or even the type of other tapas which is being mentioned in the Karma Kanda, Upasana Kanda. And Karmana, which includes all the Karma Kanda Vedas who been the first part of the Purva Mimamsa where the karmas have been dated. Even though the Mahashala Shavunaka has understood Parikshalokan, Karma Chitan, Brahma, Nirveda Maya. So he is, he is just reminding the student that neither those Upasana Tapas which has been mentioned in the previous portion of the Upanishad, before the Upanishad, nor the Karmas which are the prior to that. These cannot grasp what is being told as the nature of the reality or what is the Jayamana Nishkalam, what is that Nishkalam Pajna? What is that without any impurity which has to be meditated upon here? The Dhyana is to, through which way he is explaining, saying that Jnana Prasadena, by the grace of knowledge, that is the Dhyana he is talking about, not by the Pranayamadi Dhyana, which is mentioned in the Yoga. Here he is talking about. Jnana prasadena dhyayamana nishkalam pasyate. He is, one can see that. Where Vishuddha sattva, in the clear or in the, in the purity of that mind, this will shine by itself. It is something which is prapta praptam. It is already there. But because of the avidya, we are not able to grasp it because the avidya is so strong the maya or the avidya or the, you know, the, the kalmasham or the hridaya grandi, avidya kama karma, which are holding our attention away from that awareness, our own true nature, that will shine by itself in the, in the purity of the heart. Yesha anu atma, this anu atma, this subtle atma, anu here is to show that it is not graspable by the eyes nor by the words. Chetasa Veditavya, it has to be understood or by the intellectual reasoning. In which, in which way? Knowing that Yasmin Prana Panjada Sambhishan, Sambhiveshaha, Pranai Chittam Sarvam Otam Pratyana. In this Panjata, the Pancha Prana maintained the body of ours, Pranina, Pranina, it is there in the Odaprotam. It is there in the web and the woof, or it is spread throughout the body. There is no spot in our body where sensation do not happen, either inside or outside, or even from the from every nook and corner of the body. There is sensation which is happening. It can be sense of touch. It can be sense of, uh, you know, either by the sense organs, uh, prana, that means which also can be of the sense organs. In all that, chetasa, by the intellectual analysis, this awareness which is spread throughout our body can be grasped. In Yasmin Vishuddha Satya Vibhavanti, Esha Atma, in that 
it is not the object of sensation nor the sensation but in which the object of sensation the sensation and the knower of the sensation of the body the, that part of the body in all the three is shining because the awareness and the existence of each one of them is is clear when you look through your clear intellect chetasa then has a corollary to that he says yam yam lokam manasa samvivadi vishuddha sattva kamayate yamscha kaman tam tam lokam jayate tamscha kaman tasmat atmajam hi archayet bhuti kaman here it, it may appear that it is an instruction to do the you know puja to the atmatyani or the one who has known it but we can also take as a a inner meaning or a corollary meaning for the same thing that here the bhuti kama those who desire the object of creation when there is only one how can there be a bhuti kama separate from the the brahmavit or the knower here the the separation is between yam yam kama id because of our desire that brahmatnyani and those who are not knowing the truth are segregated only because of the ignorance the stuff or the matter or the reality of both of them are not different tam tam those those who are thinking that they are separate then they have no choice but to do a follow up or the archayet here we not physically do the puja adi karma but here the archana you should be is to keep following with the brahmatnyani for the beautiful words which falls out of his mouth as he is experiencing when he is experiencing and narrating his own experience because what he talks is about truth only what comes out his as his experience is his experience of the truth because he he is not none other than the truth or the absolute brahman himself so by by being in the presence of such a person you get the reality as your own experience and thereby you know that you are everything so that bhuti kama means you are here you you have you have become the creator of your own kama by by the service of such a brahmatnyani and then into the the final pada of the the tridiya mantaka pradama dvitiya kanta the first mantra goes like that saveda etad brahmam brahma paramam brahmadama yatra vishyam nihitam bhadi shubram upasade purusham yehi akamaye ಅಕಾಮಸ್ಮಕಾಮಾಹಾಕಾಮ were the entire vishwam means the vibhutvad vishwam or vishnu all those names are or the synonyms of that the vastness of experience the world is nothing but experience 
it is not the object which is the which makes the world marvelous it is the experience of the object make the vishwam and therefore nihidam vadi it is appear to be hidden in every object because the object shines by itself by as pure awareness and existence the name and form on that object is a creation of the mind which is in the clutch of or in the grasp of ignorance thereby we think the name and form and the adjectives appearing on the surface level is the reality but for those things to appear the basic existence and awareness of the object is must therefore that is in the form of purusha and that in in because there is no purusha purnat purusha you can say that because every atom of the world is a object or in the form of existence and awareness giving the shining awareness through its own existence so the one which is akama etat shubram etat shukram adivartandi this akama dhira the wise who is akama becoming desireless of anything other than that see kama basically is a desire part which will be discussing more in the next mantra so one who becomes a desireless process over the shukram here shows the like the word meaning is shukram is the seed but here is a reference to the you know the changing nature of desires and which includes the cause and the effect for the birth and the rebirth and all those things are coming from that because it is the desires agami sanchita prarabdha karmas which is the result of our kamas or the desires which makes the jiva to take birth and again again as per the shruti so if you want to stop the cycle of metempsychosis or the birth again and again you need to cross over the limitations of the the ignorance which is making you desire things again so therefore the wise one knows that it is my desire to enjoy and you know indulge in my in the world of objects makes me come again and again therefore i have to become akama means desireless so one who becomes desireless is the one who will cross over that and then he is sees the nihitam and he can see that that time see the kama we have to understand in such a way that the desire comes from the a misapprehension if we know the truth reality of a substance that reality is not different from us and when something is not different from us there is no desire for to acquire or indulge this is what is called avidya kama karma which is called the hridaya grandhi or the knots in the heart which is creating the duality and therefore the desires so one who crosses over that or one who understands it for him the whole world becomes not objects of desire but objects of the reality in the form of brahman therefore he gets sarvam kalidam brahma yes he is experience 
which is not different from his own because aham brahmasmi also so both these can happen only when the karma is controlled or karma is no more there as a part of our existence to explain that he says the next mantra kaman yak kamayade manyamanaha sakama vidhyayate tatra tatra paryapta kamasya kritatmanastu ihaiva sarve previliyanti kamaha kaman the desirables the objects of desires one who desires that kamayate manyamanaha constantly thinking about them what about the kama and the kama the objects of things along with kama bhihi with the opt with the desirables jayate tatra tatra why so here is what if you can recollect our dreams what happens in the dream is the desires to have certain experiences we create it in our dream we become the dreamer to enjoy the dream therefore the objects in the dream is created by my desire and to enjoy the desire i also become the dreamer in the dream the world of waking is not different from that the world you we think that the world is created by somebody else no it is our desire to engage and indulge in the desired objects makes you a part of the objects which you want to enjoy and desire for each one it is a different world so my world is created by my desires in your world each one of your world is created by your desires we may have a commonality whereby we may think that there some objects are desired by sharing this thing but what in reality happening is that if an object is of desire of mine and i am enjoying that is my object or the object of mine but you may see it in a different way that is why the same object becomes desirable to somebody and undesirable to somebody if the desire if the object had any quality of self desire and undesirable it should be having the same for both but even in a shared world when the same object is being explained experienced by two different people the nature of experience or the karma or karma that indulgence is of different nature therefore the uh, the world which i am enjoying is is my desired objects main i am not talking about from the physicality of the creating the metallic part or the the physicality of the quality or the desireness or desirefulness or to indulging nature of mind with the object is what is making the object exist if nobody is there to desire anything or not liking no you will you, nobody will know the existence of such an object it comes in the form of either likes or dislikes both can make the object exist but an object which is neither likable or dislikable cannot be seen by anybody else this is what happens to when an object is in in its own pure nature when it is neither desired by an object or disliked by anybody 
that object is not perceivable by anybody because we want to see objects through our desires. The desire is the one which we are seeing the object. Actually, the object is not what we are seeing. Object has got a reality of existence and awareness only. But what we see the object is our desire in the reflected on the object. This one is explained in the Bhagavad Gita in the in the in the second chapter seventieth month uh, sloka. Apuryamana Matala Pradishtam Samudra Mapas Vishpravishandi Yadvat Yadvat Kama Yam Pravishandi Sarve Yap Shanti Mapno Disa Kama Kami Vihaya Kamanya Sarva Bhutan Saranti Nisprahaha Nirmamo Nirahangaro Sashantim Ayugachandi. Then he is concluding that with that Yeshab Dhami Stirapata Nainam Prapya Mukhyanti Mukhyadi. So that Brahma Nirvana Richati is what is explained in the second part of this goddess. Paryapta Kamasya Kritatmanastu. What one who has Paryapta Kama, fulfillment, he has no more desires. When he has understood the nature of desires and he has, he has done with his desires, so he becomes Kritatmanaha. He is one who has understood the reality of nature. So for him, there is nothing more to be done to achieve his kamas or nothing forcing him to work for indulgence and then. Therefore, Padyapta Kama becomes a Kritatmanaha. And he is the nature of true Atman. He has no more desires in it. For such a person, the world itself becomes a dissolved world. With word, the kamas have been dissolved. The, the, there is no more desire separate from the world which he thinks. The world he sees not as a desirable object, but as his own reflection. Two, this is a, explained by in the, in the, what you call, uh, in the Mandukya Upanishad, in the Agama Pragarana, ninth mantra, ninth karika. Gaudapada says, Bogartam srishtiridhyanye kridartam madhi chapare. Devasya esha svabhavo aptakamasya kaspriha. So this word devasya esha svabhavo aptakamasya kaspriha. That is the most important line of the second line. What does it say that? This nature in which we are seeing the world, it is the nature of Sobhava of the object. Not knowing it is the nature of the Deva. Deva means here we can say the Ishura or, or the creator or the object itself which is not different from the created one. The pot is not different from the mud or the ornament is not different from the gold. So when you know that is the Sobhava, Sobhava is what? That when it is removed from any object, the object becomes null and void. Like the light and heat, if you remove from a fire, the fire doesn't exist anymore. Same way, if the existence and awareness, if you take out from an object, there can be no object. So what is the subhava of every object? It is the existence and awareness. And that is Devasyayasha. It is the nature of the Deva, means here Dyotana Deva. 
it is the awareness which is exhibiting itself as swabhava one who knows that he becomes a aptakama aptakama means he one who has fulfilled he knows that there is no no more desire to be done because it is not different from me aptakamasya kaspraha where can be a desire arising in his mind when he knows that he is everything and it is his own reflection which he is seeing as objects which is not different from me so such a person is the one kritatma one who has satisfied in his own nature atmanastu kamaya sarvam priyam bhavati in the brihadaranya again says that all those shows what is is that this is because all those things what is happening is because we are not knowing the true reality so then the next mantra the third mantra the teacher is almost getting concluding into the saying that now i have told you all the reasons for it and everything but understand that nayamatma pravachanena labhyah na medaya na bahuna shrutena yam eva eva vrunude tena labhya tasya yesha atma vrunude tanum swa this is the same mantra we studied in the kathopanishad what yama told uh, nachiketa here angira says the same thing to uh, mahasala shaunaka because ekam sat vipraha bahuda vadanti the truth is only one they can they may tell it in kathopanishad they may tell it in mandukya upanishad or muntaka upanishad wherever it is the truth is only one they cannot they can explain it in different way but when it comes towards the final truth it is only one way they can say that what is that this atma i am atma na pravachanena labhya not through discourses or nor by vachana pravachana can be also say that it can pragrashtena vachanam vachanam can be taken as vedas or instructions pravachanena one by by hearing the repeated discourses on the truth by hearing the teaching by from many times or from the repeated hearing again and again nalabhyah it is not a product or an object or a knowledge which can be achieved by hearing again and again namedaya na bahuna shrutena bahuna shrutena in the many of the other texts shruti vakyas like bhagavad gita bhagavatam ramayana or any of the shrutis which are there many type there also this truth is being expounded by the 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 teachers or the those who are expounding this na shrutena na medhaya nor by remembering them the medha here is a intelligence which has a capacity or the storage from where you can you can where pratyabhijna can be brought again that is that you can store from the medha from the inventory of your memory you can quote the same shruti vakyas or uh, uh, the what the shruti smriti purana vakyas and all of them you may be able to talk like a parrot or a tape recorder or a, or a repeating equipment but it cannot be take stored in the intelligence just by that that don't mean that you can you have the knowledge of the atma this can be this he says repeatedly again same way as it is told by yama yam eva esha vrunute tena labhya 
to him only this will be accessible or available thing only if such a person will know that tasya esha atma vrunute tanum swam this is a light which has to shine by itself so please understand that this is an object not of a desire where you know the desire can make you do that janadi ichchati yatate when you know something you can work towards you can have a desire for that and then you can work for that to acquire it now this is something which is which cannot be come in the, into the category of janadi ichchati yatate because this is a not, not an object nor is it an object which can be grasped by the intellect as a memory of information nor by going to multiple times where you remember or recollect the vakyas like aham brahmasmi sarvam khalidam brahma pratyanam brahma tattvamasi all those words you can you may you may rant it or repeat it as a repeat i mean a skilled intellectual person but has it become your own nature no for becoming its it the knowledge to become your knowing the knowing has to become your being for that atma vivrunute tanum swam this atma which is there in each and every one of us at this now is like a light which is covered by a pot the pot is our desires and our ignorance the moment that is broken that pot is removed the light doesn't have to be grasped or attained it will shine forth itself through the body every nook and corner it right now this body is exhibiting that only awareness only but we are not able to understand it because we are clouding it we are our our understanding is clouded with the desires and the, you know notions which we have in mind that is the meta which i say that where we have the memory of how it can be or how it should be it is not a notion which we can think about it is not something which you should be thinking that it is not a object of kalpana or you know mental imagination but it can be like that because of which so many people have gone astray thinking that you know it is a sudden light coming in the type of meditation or it is like a big side like a, a juicy honey sugar uh, sugar amrita flowing through the you know when you are doing the shrusha sarada kundalini all that type of different imaginations people are going into it but atma is not that it is swayam swam tanum vivrunute in the nature by nature itself it is nature is to exhibit itself when it is exhibiting we are not able to grasp it pratibodha viditam matam every bodham is showing only that every experience is giving us the indication don't look at the experience don't look at the experiencing don't look at the experiencer there is a substratum for the three to exist that it is it is showing as a substratum when we are seeing a movie we are seeing the movie enjoying movie we are not seeing the screen same way the substratum of the three experience or experience and the experience is all the time and it is swam trun tanum swivrunate its nature is to exist and shine but how can we not see it because of our 
our preconditions of the mind. Now here is one thing which we have to understand that if if the nature of Atma is to shine by itself, why is it that I am not able to understand it or why am I not able to grasp it? Because we have preconditions that Atma should be like this, Atma should be like that or I will experience Atma as an experience of any other experience. All these things are blockages for that. When you remove all those conditions which you have put with your imagination, it shines by itself. So I am Swamthrunudri. Self, it is self, self, you know, effulgent in nature. That self-effulgence is there every time. Otherwise, we do not exist. Our existence and awareness is the proof that it is, we are there. But we are not able to, you know, appreciate that because of our imagination or our conditioning mind saying that this is how it is. How did it happen? Shankaracharya in this Adhyasa Bhashya for the first sutra of the Brahma Sutra is is explained and then he is explained in many other places also. Anyonya Adhyasa. We superimpose the awareness and intelligence on the intellect. Buddhi. Manasa Buddhi. And then Thinking that Manas and Buddhi thinks I am I am the one, I am the body, or I am the Atma. The actually the awareness of the mind and intellect is of the Atma. And then whatever happens to the mind and the body and the intellect, which is the, of the nature of inert jada or the non non Atma, we superimpose on our nature, which is the real awareness and the existence, saying that. I am the one who is getting happy. I am the one who is becoming sorrow, etc. How does this happen? It is because Upadi Bedad. Now, what is an Upadi? Upadi is that without contaminating the mere presence of it, it takes on the qualities of the other one. For example, next to a, next to a prism, if we keep a red flower, the hibiscus, you know, Japa Kusumam is the example which is there in the Suti. The crystal becomes red in color in the presence of a red flower or a red cloth or red, something red. The redness of the prism is not of the redness of the prism, but it is redness of the upadi which is by the side. The nature of clarity of the prism of pureness is never seen long as the upadi is by the side. So same way, as long as we we see this uh, we see this happening that the presence of mind and intellect when it is in operation, we are not able to be our own nature or the pure awareness. Because always the mind and intellect will assume the nature of the awareness. When the mind and intellect is not in operation, we are in pure awareness. This is what happens in our sushupti or in the deep sleep or in our after our, we abandon our body and mind and intellect, which is after throwing away the body, we are again that only. But that we cannot explain because we are not going to come back. But every day, the nature is going back to its own pure nature. And when it is taking the upadi of the mind and the buddhi, we start feeling we are the body again. So this is the nature in which it is, it is working. 
and this is what is called the avidya grandi that avidya is not in the awareness it is in the buddhi but when the buddhi or the mind or the intellect says that i am the atma or looking from that point of view when then whole thing becomes that i am the buddhi the buddhi says i am the whole i am the one who is aware of everything this sort of superimposition of one's quality on another is the root cause for all those things once you remove that that is why you have to kritatmanastu apta kama you have to be the kama is only in the mind and the intellect when you clean the mind with all the desires or no desires and when it is in pure appreciating everything in its own pristine nature that is the time when you see the nature of reality in everything then he becomes an apta kama he has no more spraha mean no more desire such a person becomes for in his nature this atma vivrunate tanswam then he his atma or he the atma is the one which he is he is nature he knows that they then only he knows that to explain that he takes some more steps in the next mantra nayamatma balahina labhyaha nacha pramada tapaso vaapi dengat etai upayai yatate yastu visdwam vidwan tasya yesha atma vishate brahmadhama here he is bringing some more examples of that to whom does this atma become a reality na balahina here the balam is not the muscular strength what he is talking about here is the balam is the balam of of the individuality to get out of the you know the pangs of desire and the avidya see to break the bondages of avidya kama karma hridaya grandi you have to break the ignorance to break the ignorance muscular power is not enough muscular power will not give you the break you cannot break away your your ignorance that balahinatvam or the 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 bala, bala what he is talking about is that strength to detach yourself from the attractions of the world outside indulgence from the world outside and to realize that what is the ignorance with which i am getting entangled into it once you can break the bondages of the ignorance that is what is called the bala and the balahina is the one who doesn't have the bala so to him one or to those who cannot break the bondages of the avidya i am atma na balahina labhya na pramada tapaso pramada we discussed in the last this thing one is pramada is the, is with which you know the delusions takes place the delusions is thinking that you know the unreal things as real is what is called the pramada and those who are doing tapas thinking that you know by doing austerities by starving themselves or by doing pranayama or doing uh, all type of uh, you know mental uh, torture or physical torture that those are all called tapasa va api lingat not even by the you know the linga here is identification which is given in the upanishad 
Satya Jnanam Anandam Brahma. So what is that? These are all, you know, integrative words. They are not linga or the identification for the Brahma. So many people get stuck in that, these type of words, you know, in saying that, Apani Pato Javano Grahida Pashyatya Chakshusya Shrunotya Karna or, you know, Abhiktam Arupam Avyayam. These words think, appear to be lingam or identification for Brahma. No, they are all indicative of that. Etai upai upayai etate yastu vidwan. The vidwan, the vidwan who knows that these upayai are only processes, but they are not divulging the, na the nature of Atma. Tasya esha Atma vishate Brahmadama. In for to him, the one who knows that these things are all processes for clarifying his own ignorance or getting out of the clutches of the avidya. To him, tasyesha, for him, the Atman, Vishate, enters and he becomes the one with the Brahma. Brahma with Brahmaiva Bhavati. He becomes one with the Brahma. Such a person only knows that reality and that reality is not apart from his own reality. When he is divided of all desires, even to desire to know Brahma is a desire. Because you don't have to. You are this moment, very moment that. So why should you have a desire to that? All desires are hindrances. Whatever pure or, you know, the nature you want to exalt that. Anything what is other than that substratum or the awareness is, a, is in the list of avidya or the ignorance. So you one have to really see that it is so close or so nature of ours or true to us. We are that at the moment time, yet we are not able to have that knowledge or that conviction that we are that. That Dehatma Buddhi, the identification with the mind and the Buddhi is so much that the reflection of our own reflection in the mirror, like the Nasis, thinking that that is the reality, we are identifying with our mind and intellect that we are that. Really speaking, every human is a Nasis because they think they are the body, the mind and the intellect. This type of a mystery misconstrued identity to the mind and the body and the intellect is the reason why we are not able to see, get our vision out of the reflection on the mind, through the mind and intellect to the one which is reflecting in it. So only to such a person, Atma Pravachanena Labya, Na Pravachanena Labya, Namedaya, Bhuna Sutena. The next mantra onwards, I will take it in the next class because they go to the fifth and sixth is basically Vidaraga Prashanda, Sarvagadam, Sarvagam, Sarvata, Prapya, Dira, Yaktamana. All those things. The fifth, sixth mandra, so onwards till the eleventh mandra, is a, is a continuation which is a, in the form of a Palasruti. So having understood that how we can achieve this or how this is possible, the Upanishads wants us to understand that all type of misnomers which we have or misidentification or misideas in our brain is there. 
that is the blockage for us from understanding we are that this very moment but our ideations or you know notions are the blockages that is what is to be removed so i stop here we will continue in friday's class which will be the last class for this upanishad o purnamada purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate purnasya purnamadaya purnamevavashishyate om shanti 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 hari om shri gurubhyo namah hari om धन्यवाद थैंक यू ऑल थैंक यू थैंक यू अरबिंदो जी फॉर द वंडरफुल एक्सप्लेनेशन ऑफ द मंत्रा इट्स वेरी ब्यूटिफुल एज यू सेड ऑल उपनिषद एंड उपनिषद मंत्रा आर हाईली इंडिकेटिव इट इज जस्ट लाइक ए फिंगर showing towards to the moon that is the crux if one fails to understand that he will cling to the words one should go beyond the words that's the message of upanishads too you have beautifully explained it thank you very much for that because always we will be cling to the things in the cobweb of this triputis only one think beyond the triputi then only he will be able to grasp such a beautiful message from this atharva upanishad i think prasad ji is yet to join probably he, he would have uh, concluded this uh, session but right now uh, I, i don't think there is a disturbance here uh, is it audible na no, sir yes yes ma yes yeah oh, okay yeah uh, especially when it comes to the upanishads it's beyond uh, all our imaginations all our thinkings upanishads are always always try to to give you something which is not at all possible to give through the medium of words but still it uses the language to reach us so if we cling to the words we will fail to understand the very message of the upanishads uh, thanks arbindo ji for putting these things in a uh, clearly understanding way and explaining these things probably in the next class i think that would be the last final class for this upanishad thank you now i think uh, patrick ji can open the session for discussion on this yeah thank you uh, thank you Bindu thank you very much yeah thank you binduji thank you so much um if everyone will notice um the translation that is you know pinned uh in the link above uh is is really wonderful just in that in, in itself i think we should contemplate the, the work that goes into that the translations from sanskrit uh the original sanskrit and then you know how we should how we should take that so you know we should be grateful in that alone um i take the upanishads as infallible and so <laughs> not to contrast jadavedaji's um you know remarks regarding 
you know, going beyond it, which is no question, um, you know, that's important. I find, I've, I've been finding that with this Upanishad, uh, with uh, Mundaka, that it's, it's almost a, you know, a book in yoga, you know, because we're giving a, we're, we're almost give, being given a recipe, uh, which is good for minds like me, you know, the simple steps. And uh, so I latched on to, you know, mantra three, uh, and I'm I'm going off um, Swami Rama's uh, uh, version of Mundaka and this one as well. He says the knowledge of Atman cannot be attained through discourse, intellectual analysis, or even extensive study, but only to those whom it chooses does Atman unfold itself. So I'd like to ask that question to start off with with Bindaji. This this suggests that no question that there's the polishing of of that mirror, uh, the steps that are necessary to lose attachment, and all of the steps that you know that come along with that. But what is this notion of of the choosing? How does how does um, how does Brahman choose uh, the you know the the sadhak or this this atman uh, to you know unfold itself? Please share your your thoughts on that. Brahman and you are not different, Patrick. So Brahman doesn't choose. We are the one to choose. And how do we choose? As long as we choose anything other than ourselves, in the form of objects and the world outside, we are not choosing. Or Brahman is not choosing us. It is our own made limitation with, because of which we are not able to experience it. Every mind, every individual, every object, every atom is an expression of that. We have a potency or an instrument given as in the form of mind and intellect with which we can do the logical analysis, verify it with, uh, verify with other things, the other teachers, or ask questions with us, you know, people who are in the similar line, etc. To clarify our doubts, which are of, of impediments to the clear understanding. But when one it is once it is clear, then I, I mean there is no more ambiguity to knowing that. What stops it shining within ourselves is our own expectations or our own notions that something else has to happen. If space is a reality and known and the need of every existence in this, what we see as space, we do not see the space. We see the space by the objects which, in which it occupies. Yet we have the knowledge that the occupation of space is the reason why which an object is separate from the intangible space. All the time, every object is using space, yet space is not visible. Space is something which not visible, not tangible at the same time, because, you know, the way, the way in which things exist 
is the explanation that there is a something called space. Same way, the awareness of every object existing, including the awareness of the existence of the space through the existence of the objects, but awareness by itself cannot be seen. Only when we get out of that, you know, that it should be seen as an object. When we accept it for the space, we accept it, we do not accept it. We accept it in such a way that we don't need enough. Without object, we cannot say we have accepted it. Therefore, we don't look for the space. We see the objects. Same way, the awareness in which the even the space exists, we have an expectation that something should happen and that, that the real, the word realization is an experience different from this momentary experience which we are having. But Upanishad says, Pradibodha Viditam Matam. Every moment, every experience is only the expression of that awareness. Even that awarenessness of the deep sleep is an expression of awareness. That's why we are able to say, I existed, I had a good sleep, and I knew nothing. Because awareness was there, but there was nothing else to be aware of. But you never felt an absence of existence. This is the way in the world the Upanishad is teaching us. And that's the only way we have to, we have to now know that what is forbidding me is because my attention is not on the awareness, my attention is on the quality of the object or the name and form of the objects. But when we know that the name and object is an expression of awareness, the name and object will not become anymore an object of desire, it will become part of our own awareness. In the sense that it, don't, it doesn't become me, that in a TV or a telephone or a mobile or anything doesn't become me in the, in the physical sense. But we know the reality, even though like we all know that we all need space to exist, the objects, the TV, the mobile or the laptop or the flower or the pot or the tree or anything for that matter. But by knowing that they do not become us, even though all of us need space to exist. Same way, these will continue to exist, but they will not exist as separate from us, in the sense that their existence is through the awareness, which as good as I know that I my own existence is through my awareness of my existence. This expression of awareness or the knowing that I exist, you exist, everything in the world exists, and that things which I do not know also exist as I do not know is in that awareness. So it is that, that pratyana ghanam, ayamatma, pratyana matma, ayamatma brahma, or pratyana ghanam. Whatever we, the terms which Upanishad is saying, we can able to un, understand and identify only on that point of view. Otherwise, they will be just words of the Upanishad. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. I'll have a follow-up question, but I don't want to add, uh, hog the stage. Um, so just remember, anyone who's in the audience, please come up. Um, questions related to this Upanishad or um, previous Upanishads will be uh, more than welcome. 
any other questions, we'll, uh, you can hold off into the next room. Bharatiji, um, welcome. Namaste. Namaste, everyone. Uh, Namaste, Bindoji. Thank you very much for uh, the relentless Japa Yajna. Uh, my question is a bit technical in the fourth mantra of the day that we saw. Naya Matma Balahine Nalabhyo Nacha Pramada Tapaso Vapya Lingat. Uh, in that line, when I look at the documents that you have shared, uh, the Padacheda makes it as Va Api Lingat. It should be Va Api Alingat. Va Pya Lingat makes it Va Api Alingat. How do we read the uh, interpretation when we look at it as Alinga? Uh, the question to be specific is that the, the Padacheda, I feel, is a bit wrong. Uh, Vapyalinga should be split as Va Api Alingat, uh, whereas it means split as Va Api Lingat. Uh, these are opposite meanings. Alingat. It is not known through Alinga, which means it has to be known through the Linga. Arvind. No, Vapi Alingat is a Padacheda. You are right. But Na Va Na Na is in the and you have to bring it in the from the previous. So, Prabhava, see, see, na ayam atma belahina labhya is finished. Na cha pramada tavasa va api alingat. So, there is, uh, na is not to be anvaya. The anvaya, na will not be anvaya after api. Okay. Uh, because I thought uh, when we say api, also not, also. Also, Alingat means na so na na is there no naya matma balahina labya na cha pramada na cha tapasa na api alingat correct so na is applied for pramada tapasa and alinga so what happens is lingat alingat when you compare that two two things what happens is that the the ident lingat is identifiable alingat is non identifiable so even if you take lingat and alingat what is it is lingam and alingam is only in the transactional world so in the transactional world when you say linga or alinga both you can have the same by this thing that it is just like that with the qualities and without the qualities. It is beyond qualities. You know, sat, asat, ubaya, vilakshanam. When you say that, it is neither sat nor asat. Like that, when you say na lingad or na alingad, both should, it will have the same effect only. I, I know that there is a uh, error in that na pi alingad should be the correct way. You are correct. But even alingad, what does it say is that it is beyond sat, asat when you say that na lingad, na alingad, ubayo rapi, Anyha. That is how you have to understand that. When you bring the na alingad also, doesn't make it is na lingad labhyaha. Right. So the, the, the way I see the converse of it, when I put it, saha uh, labhyaha from the paramatmika sense, saha labhyaha lingat eva. So lingat eva labhyaha is what the way I see it. Uh, no, 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 no,
both even if you whichever pay you take you take it as lingat or alingat in both the cases it is not identifiable in either way sure can you can you define it as a linga satya jnanam anandam is only lakshana vritti that the closest which any upanishad can talk about is satya jnanam anandam brahma or sachidanandam brahma no that they are, they are not lingas of brahma because sat chit and ananda is expression in the transaction vyavaharika this is beyond vyavahara so when in, so when you compare now let us compare our existence in the deep sleep or the mukta avastha both are similar in the sense that there is nothing other than that ekameva dvitiyam and there is nothing other than that so in that case on which can you add linga or alinga both cannot possible nor can they you bring tapas or pramada or balahina atma or any of those things attributions which you want to bring into it the vyavahara eva nasti tatra with which will you transact you are the only one that is why you didn't have any experience in deep sleep not that you did not exist because other than you there is nothing so with which or to on, on which or with whom you will you do the transaction for knowing there should be something other than you that is why the experience of atma or brahmatnyana or awareness or knowing of atma doesn't happen in the sense that the way in which we have experiences or in the waking world that type of an experience will not happen but at the same time can you define refine or refute that you didn't have any experience of your own existence in the deep sleep where you said i knew nothing no because there is nothing to experience therefore there is no experience that doesn't mean you didn't exist or i don't exist or we don't exist the existence without alinga is the state that that place sure mahode dhanyawad this is good uh, for now uh, there are follow up questions maybe i'll uh, visit for maybe later time or maybe the next session that we jump into uh, in some time <coughs> namaste arvind ji namaste sriyas so yeah i think um, this part uh, this whole uh, so at the end we are still uh, the shravana manana nirdhyasana is still a prescribed course <laughs> at some level right for at least if not for a jeevan it's for a mumukshu this is the course so so is it that uh, these uh, these these kriyas or these karmas of shravana even if we call them karmas they become like a patastha uh, lakshana or something and uh that's why it is saying that these are not uh, uh it's not through these karmas that you achieve but uh, it is coming from inside so so it it is like that right because it's it's still still at some level this is the only way like for example shravana manana vidyasana and if that is done like for example when a, like uh, what is it um, jivan mukta is doing bodha to a mumukshu then what these are work they're going to work out right like so but at the end in the paramardika since uh, both are there is no <clears throat> becoming or nothing different from your swarupa these all karmas become tatastha is it so is that one way to understand it yeah the best way to understand is that all the prakriyas which are happening like yatnya jana tapak karma 
is all for the initial stages of chitta shuddhi and after once chitta shuddhi has come pariksha lokan karma jitan brahmana nirveda maya nasti akrutak krutena that is the akrutak krutena this cannot be achieved through the actions therefore you get a nirvaya nirvedam it means virakti for the all the things which you have been in the for getting that state of akama amaka akamata or akamayamana or aptakama that state to achieve the mind need purification but the mind has to understand the reality of or the futility of desires this is where all the stages are initial stages but they by themselves cannot show it is just like that i example which i told you know the the pot which was covering the the lamp when it is removed the lamp doesn't have to uh, be you know shown around to give the light the whole room will get lit by the lamp as long as you remove the covering something similar the action is to remove the impediments of ignorance and uh, you know karma all those things so once you once we get into the purity of that these will drop by itself that is why the pariksha lokan that mantra has got a very importance in the where i said you know jangara has quoted that in almost all bhashyas because of that is the reason why that is important because you should know this is not a product of action parvatavat akampya you know in the brahma sutra bhashya he says that jnana karmanayo viruddha swabhavat that viruddha swabhava is one is one is to you know indulge you into the and ignorance and desires and the world outside what other the other one is knowledge which shows us that this is the the desire and the world outside is due to a product of ignorance because you are thinking that there is a separate reality existing outside existing separate from you therefore you have the desires and all once you know that the essence of that appearances and the essence of yours you as an individual which is also an appearance in that appearance that awareness is the substratum in which you as an individual and the world as an object as appearance are standing separate in reality they are not separate yes yes so that's why i think it is more to the jivan mukta state discipline because why i am saying this again is again in that pariksha loka the nirveda is not the final it is not stopping at nirveda right now then he is telling uh, 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 go, go to find a guru right so then there is a different though it is a different kind of it's not the yagnadana tapah karma it is a maybe getting the bodha right so so then this is still there and then when it says na medhaya na bahuna shrutena but but what what so that's why it's generally in the modern context it is also confused right so the nirveda is somehow uh, assumed to be the ultimate state whereas still there is something after that uh, where you are getting some bodha and actually getting that recognition or understanding yourself kind of thing basically so so it this very moment that is the reality we on which we are talking all those things but the moment we bring in ideation 
and expectation and definitions all those things are what really camouflages or covers our expression of reality that starts with the dehatma bodha this dehatma bodha or the that iteradara uh, bhava or the superimposition of one's quality on another and the other qualities adhyasa what they call it as is the beginning of it the moment we wake up see this is the beauty of it if you really have a clarity in the thinking you can just just by listening you will understand that shravana samagale eva it will happen we have an identification with the body called waker when we come to the waking world that identification creates the individuality of the waker and the world of individual outside the same awareness when identifies as a dreamer she doesn't have any identity with the waking world she has identity with the dreamer and he has interaction with the dreams world the same one when neither with the dreamer nor with the waking is in his own pure pristine nature neither he knows the dreams nor he knows the waking he is in his own pure nature he doesn't need the world to know he is he is alive or he is aware because when he is looking through the right right window he sees a different world when he sees the left window he sees a hallucinating world when he is without both the windows looking outward but he is aware of himself as one who is not looking at left or right he doesn't know that right and right exist at all at that time it is that himself because there is nothing for the right or left or anything to be seen he says i know nothing that knowing nothing is doesn't mean that there is nothingness he is knowing himself therefore he says that i knew nothing as an i knew nothing means i knew nothing as an object but i knew myself as i was existing yeah yeah so in a way then the upanishad has done a lot of adhyaropa and finally in these two shlokas it is doing apavada is it is can we understand it like that adhyaropa apavada is the initial stages where you need to find out superimposition of the world of objects and including the individuality is the adhyaropa the apavada is that even that is not real the individuality itself is not a reality so if you can do that apavada then you don't have to do anything the sadhanandaranna virgyam there is nothing more to be done he becomes a kritakritya he is kritakritya in waking he is kritakritya in dream he is kritakritya in deep sleep he is kritakritya in nature in reality because he is not he has nothing more to do because he doesn't identify with the waker he doesn't identify with the dreamer not does he identify with the deep sleeper he sees these changes happening in his awareness and there is no he as a individuality at that level he is one with the total there is nothing to be called the total it's only awareness is there so there is you have to say there is total from the point of view of transaction but the total is there when there is many sarvam khalidam brahma is because when brahma is in the form of multiple when brahma is not there tad tomasi when they say that brahma which you are seeing as multiple is your yourself 
then he says aham brahmasmi i am that brahma which appears to be different from me is i am that only so what then when i say i am that that i and that is not two separate things thanks arbindu ji my question is on likes and dislikes uh, how do we rise about likes and dislikes in practical life uh, that is the first question and i have a second question uh, what is the first question can you repeat again how do we rise above likes and dislikes in practical life you can uh, i'll answer that first the likes and dislikes comes from where let us analyze that it's coming from the mind only it is coming from the mind looking at the objects of likes and dislike as separate from you therefore you can like them or dislike them when you are with yourself you are not really bothered about anything outside can you say there is a like or dislike about yourself no no so that means the like and dislike is due to an imaginary separation between the objects and us as separate and therefore i have to have a like or a dislike now when you know the reality of that object and your own reality first when you know your reality only you will know the object reality also is not different once that level comes it is the same as when you are when you are not seeing the real objects and you are bound by yourself there is no like or dislike even when you see the object you don't see it as an object separate from you in the sense that you may see the object but you know the reality of the object it is just like seeing that you become the gold and you see the gold ornaments yourself or you become the water and you become the waves and the water and the waves are not you are the space you are occupying the space every object is occupying the space but when we are saying it also we are not able to take out the basic identity that i am as a separate entity that is why we are not able to do that that i amness can go only if we do that analysis with our own experiences as a waker dream and deep sleep only when we do that analysis that i amness can be destroyed by looking at the world outside that i amness can never be destroyed because i amness is the ground based on which the world exists so you cannot look at the world and destroy the i amness with which i am separating from the world for separating the i amness in me i need to look at my own experiences in the waking dreamer and deep sleep and see them that there is a confusion there is a identification with the waker with the dreamer with the deep sleeper but i am the one who knows these identifications are happening in me therefore i have to be separate from them what is seen has to be different from the seer what is perceived has to be different from the perceiver and you are the perceiver of your dreamer dream waking and the deep sleeper so you have to be separate who is experiencing the three as states of experience not as individuals in the three states the individuality in the three states is due to either identification of the each of the states but you are the evyo vilakshana sachi chinmatroham sadashivam that has to be analyzed meditated upon 
convince Shravana Manana Nididhyasana, when it becomes convicted knowledge in yourself, then only you can say that the I-ness, the ego doesn't affect you anymore. Okay. So the second question was actually, you know, I, uh, this rising above likes and dislikes is nothing but quietening the mind. Is that right? right? No. The mind. mind can be there. But through the mind, that separated entity that I am the separate and the world is separate, that feeling will not be there. Therefore, there won't be likes and dislikes. It is that sloka which I told you know from the Gita. Imagine you are the drop, water drop. You have the desire to see many cities and taste many, many of the bank, the quality of the mud or the taste of the water, I mean taste of the you know, nature of beauty in the way. Then you become a river, you go through that. But if you don't have any desire, you are the same river, the same rain which falls directly into the ocean. And then you become one with the ocean. There is no more desire to experience the different cities and the different, uh, you know, visions in that. So when you have a desire, you become a river. When you don't have a desire, you fall into the ocean itself as a water drop from the rain. Thank you. Pranav, thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm just curious with your perspective on this. You've been studying Vedanta, the Upanishads for you know, close to 50 years, and you were a student at one point, and as reality unfolded within you, do you now see the struggles that a student like me or, you know, others that you encounter? It, it seems to me that it's it's much more simple. I mean, thousands of years of study and, and so on that that you make this seem very simple and straightforward, which is, I think, a gift that, you know, with your ability to communicate these truths. But I always get the impression that we make it much more complicated because the Upanishads, the last five that I've read, they're all saying the same thing for the most part. The Gita is you know, beautiful and in a, in a unique way, but it's essentially saying all of these same, same things in a different way over and over. So the question is, is do you, do you kind of, is there a smile in you that, you know, that, that, that reveals that, that simplicity that we've overcomplicated it, that the, because the mirror is so dirty? It is very simple, Patrick. We are complicating it ourselves. I was doing the same mistake of complicating experience in, you know, expectations of there should be some experience. That experience is this very moment we are experiencing, but we are not knowing it because of our mind is looking outward or some experience as an object. We are the one who is looking for, we never know. We should be looking at our own existence or our own awareness or what we are. That is what Ramana Maharshi says, look who's the thing who we are. Or every, every Mahatma or every book is saying that. Find our own name. I am Atma Pravajanayana Labhyan is to indicate that it is not 
an object which is by way of inquiry and things like that ayam atmena in the seventh mantra of the mandukya also says the same thing sa atma sabitneya this is the atma that is the one to be known what nanda pratyam nabih pratyam what does it say all type of knowledge which you think that is creating the experience for you as you that is not what you are you are the atma and that is what you should to should be knowing so it is very simple we are complicating as you rightly said because we want to see ourselves in the mirror with all the patches on the on the, on the top of the mirror my my feeling with with the 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 changes that i've experienced um you know studying with you is that if i could identify one fundamental obstruction that has prevented me from you know you know moving forward an inch inch by inch it's this notion that up maya and this notion that the physical world so to speak uh is is the fundamental reality we've been taught you know since we were ch- children about what this is and what reality is about and and so i find constantly that it's like is that real and and then as you move forward you you get that revelation that's so absolutely clear in you about what the truth is but then it moves to a point where you're actually there's there's new obstructions as it kind of unfolds so you start to see you start to see individual truths within the matrix and then it kind of i guess the feeling that the notion will is that is that we're all of it and that's why i i feel that upanishads are infallible that the words are are selected and constructed so perfectly that you know whether it's aham brahmasmi or um all of them that you take you have to take them you know for what the words were share um anyway i think it's an incredible process i i just love it so i uh, i'm so grateful um that we have you to, to lead us through and the other luminaries in the room to to shed light on this it's uh, it's an incredible journey and i think what's nice is that the upanishads make it clear to us that it's possible <laughs> it is like it is possible so uh hello everyone um i have one question now in uh, i mean uh, in hinduism there is a philosophy of karma like uh, whatever you do and how you treat others based on that you will get the next janma right next birth cycle uh, repeat of one after another until uh, you liberated in in form of moksha 
so i just want to know like uh, how how on the first first bird we appear on earth as as i heard like i heard like there are 86 lakh birth cycles we go from insects to reach to the human level intellect grows like that i just want to know like at first place how we how we came to first birth or first life and do do anyone of you have some knowledge on that feel like that we can you come to the next room which will be opening because that will be better to discuss this because the karma the birth and the cause for the birth and rebirth everything comes in in the, in the in a different thing we can discuss this we'll be opening a new room under jadaveda life and beyond so you just come over there we'll discuss sure. that in detail there sure i'll be there how go rajinder if you have any question here or you can ask in the yeah, next room yeah yeah i can also wait for next room thank you so much okay great okay thank you dhanyawad all namaste